<laughs> okay, so welcome, welcome, welcome back to the podcast. Sorry for the wait. It's been months, but we are back with Girl Talk with BGOD. And our first comeback interview is with the lovely ladies of All Things Melanin. Hey, ladies. Hi. Hey. So, <laughs> how are you? And Erica. Oh, better. <laughs> how are y'all doing this evening i'm doing good 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 to hear that so i'm happy that you ladies agreed to do this interview um it's hard to get people sometimes with schedule conflicts and all that stuff so i'm glad that right. y'all were available um to meet with me so if you don't know, All Things Melanin consists of two people on the brand. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves and then we'll get started with some questions. Perfect. So I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And we are the founders and creators of All Things Melanin. Um, and then what was the second part of your question? Sorry. Oh, just a little bit about yourself. <laughs> okay. So Erica and I, we met in 2015. Um, we met at work, actually. We were both starting a new job. I think we started probably about a month or so apart. And our desks actually were right next to each other. And I basically low-key peer pressured her into being my friend. And um, we actually really became inseparable at work. So a lot of people at work, for some reason, could not tell us apart. They'd be like, well, which one are you? Or where's the other one? We have names. Anyway, so <laughs> we became inseparable at work um, and just really hanging out. And then we started hanging out after work, you know, going to brunch, hanging out, going to each other's houses. And then that expounded into traveling together and different things like that. So once we had been friends um, for a couple of years, traveled, different things like that, we had went to this brunch in Dallas in 2017 around the spring. And Really nice brunch, um, really nice woman empowerment movement, but we both had been feeling like we were supposed to do something together, um, but we really just didn't know what that was, and we actually hadn't shared that with each other until that day. Erica came to me and was like, hey, friend, I think we're supposed to do something together, but I don't know what it is, and I said, well, me too. Fast forward a couple months, we went to Essence Act in 2017. That's like our annual girl trip that we go to and um, had an amazing time. And honestly, we were just kind of really, really inspired by, um, you know, a lot of the panels, a lot of the speakers, a lot of the keynotes and different things like that. And just seeing all, you know, the Black girl magic on stage and seeing people share their stories, it just really, really kind of inspired us. So one thing to know about me is I'm very dramatic. So I call Erica after Essence and we get back. I say, hey, I need to talk to you, but it doesn't need to be on the phone. I need to talk to you in person. She was like, okay. <laughs> so once we met up and we talked, I said, hey, friend, I think I know what it is. I was like, how do you feel about, you know, starting our own brand? Because we wanted to start a brand that really kind of reflected where we were in life. We felt like a lot of times, you know, people were talking about, the glamorized version of how they got there and the glamorized version of a lot of stuff that did not pertain to us. And we really wanted to be a space in the internet, you know, where you could be motivated, inspired, and encouraged. Um, but where we could also talk about real things like dating and relationships, um, the good, the bad, the ugly, the journey to us building a brand, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, when we agree, when we disagree, when we figure things out, when we don't figure things out. And also, you know, just kind of intertwining our faith and really just having a space, you know, where people can feel seen, heard, um, and we can kind of relate to them. So that's kind of an overview of how we got started and who we are. 
Awesome. Y'all got a, quite a journey meeting at work. I have never, ever met a friend at work. I've always wanted to, but I ain't never. Well, really? for recently, but not like that, though. It was. Well, that's how you know it was God. <laughs> right. Because that's the only thing that came out of that job. The only yeah. Thing. The yeah. only thing. Yeah. Like now I have friends from work, but it's like it, it, it never happens in those cool stories like that. It's always <laughs> something else where I didn't like you at first. I didn't like you. It's always that weird stuff. So, you know. Um, that's awesome. So, um, Erica, give us a little background about you um, in your life. You don't have to go too deep, only as deep as you want to, but I like for the okay. people to you know, get to know the, the faces of the brand. Okay, well, so I have been living in Dallas, Texas, most of my life. Um, I'm in my early 30s, so that's a long time. And so I basically say I'm from Dallas. Um, I went to college in San Antonio. I studied um, communications. F interesting fact, I actually went there to study architecture. thought I was going to be an architect and have my own show on HGTV. God had other plans. So um, long story short, I ended up just getting my degree in communication. I moved um, back to Dallas as soon as I could. Nothing against San Antonio. It's a beautiful place, but it wasn't for me. Um, so I moved back to Dallas, got some jobs here and there, um, and then really found my footing in um, corporate America and then um, decided like, hey, I this is cool for my bills, but I, I want to do something that I'm actually passionate about. I really have a lot of passion for production, film, TV, things like that. So that's part of the reason, <laughs> hey girl, that's part of the reason why we wanted to start All Things Melanin 2 is because people weren't hiring me at Fox. They was not calling me at BET. You know what I mean? So it's like, create your own lane, do your own thing. And Shelby was like the perfect person to, you know, collaborate with on that. So um, that's really just my in a nutshell journey um i'm just out here making it as a young millennial single you know just doing the thing <laughs> okay and ain't nothing wrong with that okay right. like, city doing your thing right so, um either one can tell me how you guys came up with the name for all things melanin and the um tell us about like more about the purpose and what you want what the vision you have for it and how it's going now Hmm. I How think did we come up with that now. So our process, from what I can remember, correct me if I'm wrong, friend. <laughs> so when we came up with our name and different things like that, we actually brainstormed separately. And then once we got together, we actually just wrote down all of our names. Like we wrote down every single idea that we had, whether we thought it was dumb, whether we thought that the other person was going to um um like it or not um and different things like that so we wrote everything down and honestly we just went through and we looked at and it was just kind of process of elimination i think it went something like you know okay what are your top five names what are my top five names and we just kind of went um from there and we definitely wanted to choose a name that didn't limit us but that could encompass everything um that we wanted to uh talk about and be a part of okay okay Erica, you agree with that? <laughs> yeah, I do. I feel like uh, one of the reasons why we wanted to have melanin in it is because we felt like we really didn't see a lot of platforms that uh, looked like us, if you know what I mean, or had the positive platform that's like, right. hey, girl, you can do it. I got you. You need resources. I got you. Like that kind of supportive um, platform. So 
we wanted to make sure we had that recognition that, hey, we two melanin girls um, inspiring you, motivating you, um, sharing our real life story. Like, so that's kind of what, why that name sold us in the end, what we agreed on. Yes, melanin was like lacking when I moved here. It was very like, you couldn't find it. You could, yeah. it is part of the reason why I started BGOT, like, and, but I, the, I first found out about y'all when you, y'all did an interview with Amanda, and, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I used to be a part of BGOT, not anymore, but, um, that's what really sparked Black Girls of Texas, because it was just like, I can't find a homegirl that look like me, like, right. You know, exactly. So even if we're not yeah. close friends, just people you know to hey, a group that you can go to and be like, hey, y'all, right. want to hang out. And so, um, when I saw all things mailing, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But I, I can't remember if I already, I can't remember if I already started it or did not start it yet. Either way, I started following y'all, and I thought it was really cool that y'all had like a little duo going on with. <laughs> um, you know, talk about melanin stuff because we see the pages, right. you know, R29, 21, it's called something else. We see those pages, but to have those um brands be in the city is right. you know, a different type of thing. And there's also um the name fails me right now. Uh Chicks Link Up. That's another group. I, that. I hung out with them. Mm-hmm. I actually went to school with one of those girls. So okay. it was like, but it was just like very rare. But I, but it's now it's like it's like influx, like right, it right. Like, it really is. <laughs> like, like I feel like yeah. they're just popping up. They're just kind of popping up everywhere because, like, kind of like you, like when me and Erica started, we really didn't feel like there was a space um, for us or people like us, and we just decided, okay, like we can either complain about it or we can do something about it. So we just kind of decided, you know, to create something that we would want to be a part of, even if we didn't create it. Yes, but y'all did though, and right. so it's it's one of like y'all want to like the OGs I say because like y'all <laughs> the only ones I saw when I first started out and I was first getting out there and you know building a brand and stuff. There wasn't a lot of people, but now you do see um more brands geared towards you know the black community, which I think is right. beautiful and I love it. But yeah. I'm I'm gonna make sure everybody has their heart is in the right place while they're doing it and not you know right. trying to have right. a um, uh, right. okay Zoom. Thank you. one more time okay thank you um so from when you started to now how do you think the progression of all things melanin has gone like the challenges the you know the ups the downs and things like that tell us a little more about that like how has it been going it's definitely been a lesson learned at each phase that we go through because obviously when we initially sat down three years ago and had an idea, um, it's definitely expounded on that because we were able to kind of find our niche and find what actually works for us. And that's what a lot of people don't need to be afraid of. Like if what your original idea just doesn't work, then you have to be able to adjust and do what works for you. And that's fine. So I think when we first started, um, we were doing blogs as well. Like we just had, we still have our YouTube channel, but we're, that was our initial thing. And then we realized, okay, well, this is cool, but this isn't really our niche. So what about creating a podcast where it's literally, we told you earlier that Shelby and I are real friends. So it's like, when you hear our podcast, it's like, we're sitting down with each other, having a glass of wine, talking mess. So, and that's really how we are. And we felt that that was really like our niche at the time. So I guess in terms of progression, we just 
we're able to find what really is working for us and right. and, and going with that. Right. Hmm. I agree. I see you guys posting a lot more now. So with the original vision, where where do you guys want this to go maybe in the next year even? I don't even put a whole long time on it. Let's just say the next year. Yeah, me and Erica, we like we have so many ideas <laughs> that I definitely think for us the next year, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, friend, um, what we really are focusing on uh, a lot is really connecting with more Black women, um, sharing more Black women's stories, um, and really, really pushing our podcast and really incorporating um, guests on our podcast more. We really want to grow our listenership and our engagement um, with our podcast and really just kind of, you know, take that to the next level. Um, when we started out, when we started podcasting, we didn't know anything and we really didn't have anybody to ask. We didn't really have any resources. So another thing that we also want to do um, through our podcast and blogging and platform is also be a resource, is also be a resource in a community um, for Black women. I think a lot of times, you know, we're scared to ask for help or we're scared to ask somebody, how do you do something? Or we're just scared to, you know, hype somebody up or, you know, tell them that they get a, did a good job and all that. And one big thing about our um, platform is, is that we want to hype you up. We want you to ask questions. We want you to be, a, we want to be a resource to you. We want to help you. Like even sometimes when people message us, they're like, well, we're not sure if you're going to reply, but blah, blah, blah. We always reply. Like I, you can ask Erica, like I stalk our social media pages. So if you leave a comment or you message us, I'm, we're going to reply. Um, so I think, you know, going forward in the next year is really just to be more consistent, um, to push out more content, to stay on top of things, but also, you know, be able to pivot and do things that are authentic to us and to feel good, you know, for us and share more people, share more Black women's stories. Yes, I love that. And I hate that it's the, it's the thing of Black women specifically afraid to ask for help. Because right. they already have this like superhero mentality. Well, I can figure it out myself and I can do it myself. Yes, you can. But then there's also people who are resources who can make the road right. a little bit easier for you. If yeah. you ask, I've been there. Like even, you know, in my journey, just ask, girl, just ask. And then that's yeah. right. people and you might find a friend. Instead of you trying to Google and do this and do that and watch this and watch that. Just go on and talk to somebody. Right. I, I think that's just ingrained in us since little girls. Um, right. You know, being a little black girl, you just got to figure it out and be right. Right. Learning, I don't want to do that. I want to be right. yeah. do sometimes. I want to right. do somebody. Like, can you do this for me? Can you can you help me with right. this? Um, yeah. I think more so now that we are navigating away from that, though. Black women mm -hmm. are banding together, which is a very big thing. And so I think platforms like this are really going to be success successful more now and in the years to come right because like i say we all we got like yeah we the key because that's all we have is each other nobody can understand the black woman like the black woman right oh so, i can go on and on about that <laughs> like that's my, that's my thing like one thing i don't right. think i don't play about black people and black women especially Same. Yeah, and you can't. And I think we're getting better as a unit um, about asking for help, about reaching out to each other, and about networking. Because one thing that I've really, really learned in starting our brand and different things like that is like when you network and you collaborate and you reach back your hand and you help someone else, 
or you're a resource and you support them, they're going to support you. I feel like when you put out good, good is going to come to you. And I think that a lot, I think now as Black women are building their platforms, I think that we're starting to see those benefits and we're starting to see that, you know, we can have different platforms and support each other and that's not going to dim our light and that's not going to stop our shine. And I think sometimes that's where the disconnect would come, you know, with people asking for help and different things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or being burned by right. you know, you thought was down your rider and then something happened. So I don't trust the email. That gets really annoying in the cattiness. Because one thing I don't yes. allow in our Facebook group, I don't allow that. You I don't, because I'm in it and you said it down all <laughs> Well, I didn't even know what happened one day and I came and I saw you had shut it down and removed it and I and then my other stuff was like, Well, what happened? <laughs> I, not play. I don't play that because we already right. have so much against us. We do not need to be against each other. Right, um, right. It was the slightest smart comment. I'm going to message you, side message you. Hey, sis, this is your warning. And that's a wrap. Yeah. We won't be in a group anymore. Right. Yeah. Because we don't need that. We don't need we that. Don't. Again. We don't need to take that somewhere else to your other homegirls or whatever. That, that's not yeah. what we need, especially not in this climate. So let's keep let's keep the momentum going of being with each other. Of course, the world, they had a time where, you know, the unfortunate event with George Floyd and everybody just, oh, Black people are people? Uh, right. right. So, right. You know, all, the time. all this praise and all this support, but when that goes away and it gets quiet again, yeah, like we still need to be that for each other. Because right. you clearly, you clearly see that we need each other. And right. Like, well, we do. Really, really big on black women support because you can't do nothing with a black woman the black woman no. is you can't fight you literally can't she is the example she is the creator all of it so all like, it. we ain't talking about that though see i can go on the <laughs> we ain't talking about that though say about me melanin no i totally agree with you totally agree yeah. Yeah, this is about all things melanin um i just want to say i'm proud of y'all because i love to see black women excelling especially thank you to us People call me biased, whatever, but <laughs> it's catered to us. <laughs> I really, I really do love that. And I love that, you know, collaborating because collaborating is key. It's the, right. Like you said, each reach one, teach one. When you learn something, you got to go back and show somebody else. Right. right. That's what it's all about, especially with us in the black community and black women. Yeah. Right. When you think about it, it's not just like, it's not about you anymore. When you put right. your platform or your dream or your whatever you're working on out there, it's above you now. So it's like you're putting it out there um, and now you have the responsibility of helping others and even asking for help because at some point you're not going to be able to do everything by yourself. And so you right. will have to kind of put your pride down. And I'm talking to myself when I say this <laughs> and, and ask for help and help others. And like you were saying earlier, collaboration is really what it's about. So, right. Okay. I'm the worst at that delegating. And that is that I have been really working on. I don't know if y'all know Brittany uh, Bartholomew. She's in the group. She has um, Authentically Brit. I don't know if y'all know her. I, I follow her. Yes, yeah, she's been me since day one. Like, she's COO. I go to Brittany for everything. She quiet. <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's my mind. Like, I, I dump everything on Brittany. But as she said, you have to delegate. Once it mm-hmm. starts not being about you anymore and once it starts growing like it is, right. you, have to, you have to delegate. And that's hard, though. Right. 
like I said, you just want to do everything yourself and you don't want right. to buy anybody, but like, it's like, mm, you're too much. Uh, right. <laughs> help me do X, Y, Z because right. this is a lot, but um, it's a beautiful thing. I'm the type of person, I just want to bring everybody with me. Like, I just want everybody to mm-hmm. see Right. Yeah. Know. That's why I like doing these podcasts and talking to people because then like, it's like, oh, I've talked to you. I see you on social media. <laughs> so now it's right. Oh, I think it. It's like, yeah, we can be friends. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Talk to each other, for real. So what do you guys think about um, just the, I don't want to call it the the black scene, but, you know, like the black communities in Dallas, do you feel like it's just super spread out? Do you feel like maybe people do, is the crabs in the bucket stereotype true? What have been your experiences with things like that? Um, I think for me, I don't even know because, and that's so weird to say, because I feel like I've been in Dallas now for like, what, maybe like almost 10 years. Um, I'm not sure because like, I just kind of hang out like with my people and my clique and my tribe. Like for me, I'm not necessarily concerned about, I guess, being on the scene or being with people that are known or influencers or in certain groups. I'm just more concerned about, I guess, like nurturing my own um tribe and click I will say that I have been to you know some brunches and some um events and different things like that and I feel like sometimes it is hard to meet and network with people especially you know I feel like if they quote made it or they're like a big influencer and different things like that um so I tend to kind of just stay to you know my little tribe and my people that I know and branch out slowly and different things like that like most of the time when I go to those events like I'm with Erica. <laughs> so we are literally like two peas in a pod when we branch out to the scene or even try something new or try to meet some new people. But I don't know. That was actually pre-COVID. That was one of our goals that we had set for ourselves is to, you know, to get out more, to network more and to go to more events and different things like that to try to put ourselves um, out there. I yeah. feel like in Dallas, it's a, a relatively small scene for the Black community. Because I feel like so, in some instances, it's like a small world. Like somebody that I went to school with know this person, and they know someone that does photography, and they know somebody that, you know. So in a way, it's kind of like a small world from just my experiences going out to different places. I've had um, experiences uh, with the crab in a barrel mentality. I mean, I don't know anyone who hasn't had that experience, but um, that was just the scene that I didn't need to be around. <laughs> so um, I think it's a mixture of it, but Dallas specifically, I really like, I really enjoy that. It's a lot of black, young black millennials that are really doing their thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of creatives that are really doing their thing. So I think Dallas is a great market and it's a great place to do any, do the things that all of us are doing. So, um, and like Shelby was saying, we have been to a lot of events and some events you go to and you just feel the vibe and you feel that like, oh, this is genuine. This is like inspiring. This is really about helping each other. And some events you go to and like, girl, this was just about you getting my $20. <laughs> like, right. I've been there, I've been there. <laughs> if we keep it real. So, I mean, Dallas, I, in, at the end of the day, I think it's a great place to be to do what we're doing. So. Yes, I do agree with that. And I do, um, it, I've heard somebody say, it's, it's like the new Atlanta. No. Stop. <laughs> Stop okay. Because <laughs> these rent prices keep going up. Everybody moving here. 
<laughs> where you at? No, don't call it exactly. that. Then people gonna be like, "Oh, I want to move to Dallas." No, <laughs> no, you don't. We are overloaded right now. We, we don't. We are at capacity. We are full. <laughs> Not stay in Atlanta. <laughs> okay, the other black mecca. But I do feel like I am. I from what I see, you know, Dallas is really turning into that spot. Like everybody wants. Right. To be here. I see tons of people saying, "I'm moving to Dallas," and there's tons of people in our group who don't even live here. And they're in the right, they be like, I'm coming. Yeah, they'd be like, I'm about to move there. But I do feel like it's very important for us to get outside of our circles. Right. Because yeah. there we know things, but there are people who know more things than us. Because right. I have learned in my 29 years, it is who you know. Yes. Right. When you network and it's who you know. And so when you get out there and you're talking to people and you be like, I know you was that cool. Like right. these radio, I know radio personalities that I talk to. Um, mm-hmm. One Jazzy Black, like y'all know Jazzy Black. Mm-hmm. I've heard of her. She, she is so super down to earth, like so super cool. Not that I ever thought she wasn't, but you know when people are yeah. in those positions, you never know. I'm not going to say nothing, but she's like super cool. Oh, and yeah. also, what makes me proud too is like Dee Dee, a black woman running the radio, <laughs> like dominating. Yep. And Vita Loca had her spot for a while, um, but she was yeah. on something else. But it was just like, th- that's what makes me like driven. Like, you got a black woman yes. running radio in a male dominated yes. industry, but she's right. in She's in all kinds of states. And it's just like, and she's in Dallas. So it's like looking up to those examples. And Lady J, I love Lady J. Yeah. Like, I yeah. follow mm-hmm. her on Instagram. Like, me too. Yeah. And everything she's doing. And so it's like wanting to be that example. For the next girl, like so, right. look like me, because I'd be like, I'd be jealous. Like, dang, these little kids got all kind of representation. <laughs> right, up. they really do. <laughs> like, they do. They're so good now. <laughs> they do. We had nothing coming up. We have very, very little representation. But now, like, right. so this next generation gonna come up and be like, I'm. A, you can't tell me nothing. I'm a boss. Right. Like, yes. like, so much confidence. So much pride. Knowing who yes. they are. And different things like that. Because I feel like the representation we were growing up with, like, was, like, it was there, but it wasn't, like, it was as much as it is now. There. Like, Sesame Street would have a black singer come on here and there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we didn't yeah. have, like, all that in the media and the cartoons, except in the 90s when Nickelodeon and Disney were on this black wave. But right. Yeah. That's when it was lit best. Yes. Yeah. Now they have Kamala, who's you know what's her? She's a mixed yes. and something else. Um, this uh, I think it's Asian and Indian. I, call, I think I call it a minority blend. Like yeah, yeah. she's like Asian. She black. black. <laughs> yeah, she's she black. So in the one of the high, the the highest seat. So it's just like I I don't know. Yeah. Black women, it's, I was so it's, lit about it. Like my mom had yeah. to calm me down. I was like, I will not calm down. Yeah, I will not. Yeah. yeah, I was very excited. A woman, because she like this much closer. Like, if Biden had yeah. on something, she in the position. She in the position. <laughs> like, yeah. like, then we really running stuff. It's a yeah. wrap. Yes, and she went she to it. We all win. And so. so, like, did you guys go to HBCUs? I meant to ask. You. I did not. I went to two. I didn't. Oh, no, I didn't. well, <laughs> that, that's okay. I'm so sorry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I had a really I good college experience, though. I, I had such yeah. a good experience. I know. I just always mess with people who didn't go to HBCUs. I'm like, oh, that's too bad. <laughs> I visited some. I visited there. Yeah. But I wish I did. Looking back, I really did. 
Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And I'm just happy that, you know, Black people are just winning right now, in my eyes. I feel like. Yes, I I agree. I hope it stays this way for a long time. So it's like people like us, they got to keep it going and keep that momentum up. It can't be a moment because Black people are more than a moment. Right. We are the culture. We're trendsetters. Yeah, for real, we are. We are the culture. Without us, there will be blend chicken everywhere. Because <laughs> anyway, see, I be getting trouble because I, I get to talk and people be like, I have to <laughs> No, the whole reason why I started this is because like I just did not belong. I didn't feel like I belonged in any other group. And, right. Um, but then it helps me to meet ladies like you. Yeah. Right. And we love your page. Like sometimes yeah. I be scrolling through your stuff and I'm like, listen. Every yes. single day, your posts are on point, or you're in my head, or I'm like, <laughs> that's it, or that's an entire word. So it's yes. really, really cool. Like, I really, we both really, really love your platform. I love everything that you stand for. I love that, you know, that you are building a community. And I love that, you know, you said that you felt like you didn't fit in and you didn't see anything. And instead of, you know, complaining about it, you went out and you created a space for other Black women, you know, to come together to network and to meet. And literally, that's what it's all about and I think particularly that's what 2020 has been all about I kind of like you said I see so many black women winning in spite of a pandemic I see so many black women and black people networking and building and getting the job and getting the man and getting the ring god I've seen what you've done for others (laughs) (laughs) and getting everything so it's just really good like we like I said we really love your platform and like I said we real friends now so when I hit you in your DM don't be alone. <laughs> I know, right? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's about the people, so I do appreciate those words. It makes me. It makes me know I'm on the right path. Because many yes. times I don't be knowing the path. I'd be like, "What a girl!" Right? And that's, that's another way. word. And yeah. sometimes we just gotta figure it out, you know, as we go. Like me, like yeah. I said, a lot of th- things me and Erica have done, we haven't necessarily known how to do them. We yeah, just right. need to wanted to do them, and I think especially as a black woman, sometimes you just got to figure it out. Like, I just think we're programmed to be resourceful and to figure it out. Um, yep. that, that's just how it is. Yeah. Yep. Another thing, I'm, I'm not trying to get too deep, but I like talking about stuff like this, trying to get mm-hmm. people hands, big brains. You know that the whole incident happened with Megan, with her getting shot. Why do you think, either one of you think that people have a hard time believing black women? or you know protecting us because it was a whole thing where people think she's a liar and i believe her so i do too i have (laughs) i do too i just want to know like why do you think that when it comes to us it just gets brushed to the side like okay whatever i that's a good question i think first off um when i have some male friends that are black men and they are also tory lane fans and we got in this whole debate about are you still gonna listen to his music like and they were kind of on his side and so i had to break it down to them like okay if it was me are you gonna say i'm lying if it was your sister your mama your aunt your grandmama that got shot you gonna say you know she lying so i think that besides it being a celebrity ordeal and it just got blown out of proportion as far as what he say she say stuff mm-hmm. it i think that because black women are always looked at or picked last or always looked at last or being the least desired as what it seems like in our in pop culture and things like that i think that played a part into it i also think that just um 
just the messiness around the story as well had a lot of people thinking, oh, well, she could be lying. And it's like, no, why? If it was a white woman, he would have been in prison by now. There wouldn't be no question. And the thing that really bothered me is that she protected him. We've all been right. in places where we protected that man when he shouldn't have to be protected. Listen. Right? But he ain't protecting us. Right. So I just got all kind of problems with it. I don't even know if I answered the question, but that just got me high. <laughs> no, it's true. It, we, we are protectors now. I don't know, like, black women, we want to protect, but it's just like, who is protecting us? Right. Ourselves? I don't know. Ourselves, our friends, that's it. You gonna make a mixtape about me. A whole mixtape. And now people... 22 are, songs. Now people looking at me like, I'm a liar. But it's only three people, two, two, three people to know the truth. Four, God, and then whoever was in the car. Right. And we still don't know what's going on. I want everybody to stop making songs and tell me what happened. That's yeah. It. Yeah, we're never gonna know until the court, until court is over. Right. But it shows how strong we are as Black women because if you think right. about it, she went through something so traumatic. Whether he did it or not, whatever y'all want to say, she still got shot. She still got injured. She still had to go to the hospital and get right. everything fixed. So, And she still did not snitch on him, did not tell on him until right. all of the other messiness transpired and she decided right. to speak out. But it's like she probably was like trying to protect him because he's right. a Black man. And a lot of us Black women, we do that. That's why we stay in relationships too long. We stay in marriages too long. We mm-hmm. we don't we don't think about ourselves first. It's everybody else then us. And I feel like right. that's how it really is in society. It's every woman and then the black woman. Right. So. But I'm so proud of her, you know, yeah. for speaking her truth and for standing in that and, you know, telling what happened to her and different things like that. Um, and just kind of piggybacking up what you all said. I was honestly really, really disappointed in the backlash that she got. I was really, really disappointed, you know, and people calling her a liar and poking holes in her stories because I feel like Megan has went through so much. You know, she lost her mom. She lost her grandmother. She um, is a young Black woman that's successful. She doesn't really know sometimes, you know, probably who has her back and different things like that. And to have gone and protected him and then, you know, come out and tell her truth and to have people, you know, tell your line, like, I can't even imagine. Like, that's, you know, a really, really hard seat to be in. Like, she got on live and showed her her showed us her foot she should not have had to get on live and show her her foot she should not have had to get on instagram live and cry and 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 to go out there she shouldn't even had to drop a song about it we should automatically believe her and i think sometimes like just kind of what y'all are saying i just think i don't know it's just it's a mess i just get so scared and it's scary yeah that's why I'm liking the uprising of the luxurious black woman where black women taking care of themselves. Listen, because we deserve it. Doing <laughs> not accepting the bare minimum. Of Listen, no. I rebuke that in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's not happening around here. Mm-mm. No more dust, because that's what men have been paying black women for years. Thank right. you. Right. No, like when here. I look back and I think about the things that I settled for or I think about the things that I let slide, like it really, really Ooh. like, It'll piss y'all. It really upsets me. And me and Eric <laughs> have this conversation all me and Eric have this conversation probably like all the time. And I finally told her, I think we were having a conversation sometime in the past few months. And I was telling her, I was like, look, I'm at a point in my life where obviously I'm not perfect, but I feel like I'm a really, really good catch. I'm educated, I'm independent, I take care of myself. Anything that I ask of you, I can reciprocate. So mm-hmm. I deserve someone that's going to meet my standards. And I deserve somebody that's going to, you know 
respect my boundaries. I'm literally at the point in my life where either I really like you or love you or it's no hate. But if you can't accept my boundaries and you can't step up to my standards, it's no hate. But you got to move out the way for the next person because I'm not going to miss my blessing trying to mess with you. Amen. We're not doing that. I don't have time for it. I don't, I literally don't have the tolerance for it. That's the whole word. The word. I could literally preach on this. Like, girl. <laughs> I, and I'm so glad of the awakening, awakening of the black woman. Because, it's overdue. Yes. Because we are so educated. We are so beautiful. We do, like, we just, like, I was telling my friends, I was like, all of my friends are top tier. Like, I don't understand why all of us are single. Because <laughs> these folks, they, they've been baby. They mama's boy. They can, they got, they can get these other pockets out here who yep. will do whatever and so they're like right. i ain't gotta work for it i'm not going to but it's like no yep. who, will, who is gonna work for will right. come to your life it might take a long time right but it will <laughs> when you least expect it it's going to happen but right. that's, but i think that's you know the thing that women when they want somebody and they just well i'll just settle for this well nobody's perfect so i'll just take this and but it's just like, no, sis, there's somebody out there for you who's going to treat you the right. first time, who probably right. going to who's going to understand your love language without you even have to over-explain it. Yes. You know, but I'll just I like, claim it. Yeah, yes. it's, it's going to happen. It just, you know, it just takes a lot of time. Like when I posted mm-hmm. that thing about that boy taking that girl to the soup kitchen and he's like, she oh. acts too bougie. Yeah. You're just not ready. That's to not eat. a date. I think I found right. That's not a date. Right. Yeah. You took me to volunteer. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> of course, I'm gonna act like this. Because that's what means. What it is? Shelby and I always talk about sticking to your standards. Always yeah, stick to your standards. It's hard. It's hard. It but is, you got is. to. It is hard. Because they will try and test you out here. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. <laughs> the first time, the second time, and the third time, if you let them. But no, that first time, you gotta be like, Nah, brother, I'm done. I'm good. Yeah. Like not the one, two, or the three. Yeah. <laughs> my one. problem is I will block you and act like you don't exist. I'm really working on that within myself. Uh, <laughs> it's a working process. I don't even care. I don't care what you say about City Girls, the Love City Girls, Megan, all of them. Even though it's raunchy, they speaking the truth. And right. that's why a lot of men don't like them. Ugh, I love them though. But they tell I them love, I love me some Megan Stallion. Like yeah. Carisha, Carisha, please. I love Carisha. <laughs> Pen up my table by JT. I love them because the message can, can come across pretty nasty sometimes, but right. it's the truth. Like they're, they're telling the truth about what women should accept and not accept. I'm right. right. Women have the pride of that. I, the woman is the prize. She thank is the you. Prize. Not thank you. Thank you. Right. No. <laughs> God said that. You gonna right. you got. Oh man. No, I agree. <laughs> not she who chooses. People don't right. love that. People, girl, I'm going about that too, girl. I'll be like, mm-mm. You don't chase yes. no man. Bye. No. Yeah. Because you're not in my DNA. Like, I literally can't. No. Like, I literally, no. No. I won't. Like, I would, I would mop the ocean floor <laughs> before I ever did that. And I can't swim. <laughs> I can't swim either. So I'll be, it'll be a whole. So that'll let you know how I feel about that. <laughs> You will mop the ocean floor. I know that's right. With my bare hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. no. Mm-hmm. It ain't happening. So I'm hoping that in these times, these men are going to start stepping it up. Just step it up. Right. I hope so. But I think more women's standards are higher now. And I think more women have standards. I think more women have boundaries. And I think more women are living luxurious lives 
you know, on their own dime. And I think in general, Black women are just more successful. They're more educated. They have more going for themselves. So I think I've seen more women have standards and boundaries than I have in a long time. Yes. Which I don't know what that's it, but... (laughs) Yes, it's beautiful. I love it. And that's why I'm like, I love it. The black woman, we are everything. We are the prototype. So you get with it or you're going to get lost. Right. Yes. We agree. And we loud and proud. (laughs) Ready to (laughs) get the world up. No, seriously. Right. You can see it through social media, just outside, through everything. You can see it. And so um, I'm just happy to be alive in this time and doing something to be a part of it. Same here. Same. I loved this interview with you ladies. It was so fun. Thank you. Having it, hunty. <laughs> <laughs> she gonna walk the ocean. She means it. <laughs> I really do mean she it. Does. Uh so we will wrap this up here. I want to thank you so much for interviewing with Black Girls of Texas. This is all things melanin. Make sure you go follow them on Instagram. Um, if you don't follow BGOT, we will have it on our Instagram at Black Girls of Texas. We're gonna post about it. So make sure you are going there, you're clicking on it, and you are supporting black women. So until yes. next time, we will see you guys later.